Thank you for tuning in to Uncommon Women, a podcast that provides a platform for women of all walks of life to share their upbringings, life lessons learned, experiences, and journeys to come. Uncommon Women speaks on topics that can relate to all women. We share, we listen, we laugh, we cry, and we empower each other to be the best uncommon woman that they can be. Ultimately, we are cultivating a global movement of women supporting women. Women supporting entrepreneurship, relationships, self-love, and so much more. We inspire each other to make an impact on this world for the better. Be sure to like, share, and subscribe to Uncommon Women. Now, finally, grab a seat, get comfortable, and hear from your wonderful host, Shanira and Jenny Lee. Thank you, kings and queens, for tuning in to Uncommon Women. I'm Shanira. And I'm Jenny Lee. And today we have an amazing guest speaker that's going to be joining us in just a few moments. We're going to be talking about self-love. Um, as you know, that is something that we love to talk about and just discuss with women. Uh, so before we get into today's topic, we have an amazing guest speaker by the name of Shelly Mache. I'm going to give you a little bit about her bio before we start today's topic. Uh, Shelly Mache is a certified life purpose coach, self-awareness speaker, and best-selling author. Um, Shelly is extremely passionate and dedicated to empowerment of women through strategizing personal and professional development. She is a founder of an organization called Powerful Woman. Shelly specializes in decoloring the thoughts and clients of helping women live beyond their titles, uh, confidently pursuing their dreams. Um, some of the things that she uh, has been uh, celebrating or um, Features included include uh, CBS, NBC, ABC, Yahoo, and Bustle. Recently this year, March of 2021, her and her daughter released this talk show called The Shelly and Bree Show, which is currently streaming on channel uh, VizD channel. Um, it's a Roku streaming uh, channel. And I'm super excited for her today to be on our platform. So thank you, Shelly, so much for coming on to Uncommon Women. Thank you. I appreciate the opportunity to be here. I'm excited. I'm super excited today. So before we get into the good stuff, can you tell us a little bit about uh, your life and how was everything growing up? You know what? I grew up with a single mom. I grew up with a, a single mom who was who who I thought was just like the the most beautiful, baddest, you know, woman to, to ever live. She was smart. She was pretty. All the boys liked her. I wasn't too fond of that one. I'm like, that's, that's my mama. Okay. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but she was, she was strong. She was gifted. And the thing about growing up with my mom, my, um, and just my mom is, Unfortunately, she took on what we're learning now may not be the best thing to take on, that strong woman mentality. I can do everything myself. I don't need any, uh, any assistance. To ask for help is a weakness and, you know, and, and not understanding that it is a need for us to be able to come together and love one another and feel each other's, you know, cup as friends, as women, as partners, all of those things. And so she uh, not not intentionally, but that passed on to me too. Um, I, I can do this and it worked in some areas of my life and in other areas, not so much. I had to relearn that it's okay to cry. It's okay 
to, to fail because failing is me learning and succeeding. It's me learning how to succeed in a different way. And so I, I had to reprogram, you know, myself in some of those things. So I'm grateful for all of the lessons um, taught by my mom, those spoken, those not spoken. And I'm appreciative to be able to have seen the hard times, mm-hmm. you know, um, and I didn't see them on on. I didn't see them on purpose. It was mm-hmm. on accident because she would, you know, that's not right. what you present. Right. Exactly. But what it did is it made me switch that with my kids. My kids done seen me cry. My kids done seen me break down. They done seen the mascara fall. Okay. And they, they've seen parts of me that I never saw with my mother because I wanted them to understand your mother is human. Your mother is a woman. Your mother is a, is a person. So even with the great upbringing I have from my mom, I still had to relearn some things in hopes of making it better for that next generation. I love that. Um, To piggyback off of what you said, was she raised by a single mother as well or was she raised by a both parent household? No, she was raised in a two parent household. But again, my mom, you know, that particular generation there, there's, there's no feelings. You know what I mean? We're not sitting around talking about how we feel. (laughs) Folks in here trying to make a living. Folks out here, you know, Mm -hmm. trying, trying to keep a roof over your head. We ain't got time to be talking about no feelings. And then, you know, unfortunately, my mom came from a very dysfunctional family. I have a history of alcoholism in my family. I have a history of abuse in my family. You know, uh, men who who didn't know how to keep their hands to themselves. You Mm -hmm. know, so it was a lot of other things that my mom saw and dealt with that contributed to her saying, I can do this. You're not going to, to run me. This will never be my reality. And so those are the things from her childhood that she brought exactly mm-hmm. that she brought into parenthood that she poured into me both the positive and the challenging because i don't really yep. look at it as a as a negative i don't look at it as a positive and negative i look at it as a positive and a learning yes. a positive mm-hmm. and, and a, a being okay, able like to that. see mm-hmm. yeah a positive and, and a new challenge right yeah you know is we're not going to go through the stuff that I went through, I'm going to be strong. I'm going to handle it on my own and, yeah. and things are going to run smoothly. And I love your mm-hmm. perspective because it's like, I'm going to do that, but I'm also going to be vulnerable. I'm also going to show the emotion. I'm also going to be the carer because that's what women yeah. are. Yes, <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So I think if we kind of switch that that mentality just a little bit, and I'm not saying that to, to say that everything in life is great. No, it's not. My my mother, you know, every day wasn't wasn't a good day. You know, sometimes the frustration of life, she came and took that out, you know, on me sometimes mm-hmm. because and, and it wasn't a deliberate thing. It wasn't her not loving me enough, you know, because it was nothing like that. It was her trying to cope in a world that she had to to provide be, be provider be be both parents you know be able to give be able to get out there and succeed be able to stand on her own all of these things on her back before you know she got married when i think i was around 12 but all of these things that you did on your back and you did it with grace and beauty so you can't tell me nothing about Brenda, okay? <laughs> she did that. 
I applaud her. I feel like I'm a mini mom because that's <laughs> yeah. I know, I know the struggle as a single mom. It's like you gotta be superwoman, but keep it together. But and I I was a single mom too. And so I understood, I understood from a new perspective when I became a single mom, like, mm, okay, all right, yeah. That's them struggles you're talking about. That's that needing to pull away mentally that you're talking about. Not not mentally where I'm ignoring my children, but moving away so that I could try to replenish so that yeah. I can give you the best parts of me. I get it now. <laughs> mm, that's so good. That's so good. Um, so let's talk about your abusive relationships and what you've learned from them. Oh, child, let me tell you. You know what? <laughs> Let me, when I think about that, you know, even just thinking about that now, I ended up in a, in a verbally abusive relationship when I was about 18, 19, somewhere around there. Wow. But when I really took time to go back and think about it, here's what I discovered. I was in an abusive relationship with my own biological father. Mm. Not because he harmed, not because he put his hands on me physically, not because he harmed me, not because he spoke down to me, but simply because you were not there. You were an absentee parent. And by you being an absentee parent, I took on things emotionally and mentally. And I began to be that one to tear myself down. Well, obviously, you're not that wonderful. You're not that great. Your own father don't even stick around. So it was a wow. transference yeah. of a man who didn't really know how to take care of me because I, I, I can't tell you what, what his demons are or were, you know, he's no longer alive, but I can't tell you that. What I can say is this particular man, for whatever his reasons were, you did not properly care for the child that you brought into this world. And the, um, the effects of that was I took that on personally and begin years of emotional self-harm. And because I did not feel good about who I was, and because society was was um, negative about mm -hmm. a sister's complexion, mm -hmm. you know, call, calling me names, you know, t uh, telling me my eyes are different sizes, they probably are, telling me, you know, my, my lips are, are, are big, you're just so ugly. So I didn't have that, that male counteraction to say, we're not going to stand on what the right. world say. We're going to stand mm -hmm. on, you know, me and you. So I internalized that and became my own emotional abuser. Mm -hmm. And because I could not see me, I couldn't see the woman, then it left me vulnerable for other people. And in particular, this relationship for that particular person to come in and step on those frailties. So they were frailties at first and they became broken pieces by the time he was done. Wow. Mm -hmm. And so with those broken pieces, not only was I cutting myself, but I was cutting everybody around me. Mm. Wow. So that is one thing that, that I kind of came to a realization not too long ago that I was already in a pattern of abusing myself yes. before yeah. that person ever even came along. You just saw an opportunity to take the vulnerability and break it. Mm, that's true. And uh -huh. do you feel as though if you've had boundaries that of who you are um, during this time or, you know, with the transition of dating, 
uh, back then that things would have may have possibly been different? I feel if I if I had the proper male female relationship, then I could have seen things differently. By the time my mother married, like I said, I think I was around 12 when she married, but I already had a developed concept right. of, of yeah. what, what mm -hmm. I thought men were. And so even at his best, and he was a great guy, but there was still a shell that wouldn't allow you to come except for this close, because I can't let you get all the way in because you're going to disappoint me, because mm -hmm. you're going to hurt me, because nope. you're never going to, to truly love me. And all my stepfather ever did was love my brother and I. But it, it was something that was already developed before he ever even came into my life. He never stood a chance if I'm, you know, if I'm really honest. I was only able to give him as a child what what I had the ability to give. And that wasn't a lot. He never took it personally. I was never a disrespectful kid. We had a good relationship as far as I could give, but there was always going to be a uh, stop. Don't, don't, <laughs> a don't, don't come any further. It was always going to be a wall mm -hmm. because I had, mm -hmm. yeah, yeah, I had subconsciously mm -hmm. been trained not to trust. Mm -hmm. And the only person I trusted was my mama. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and, and, and that, and that is so kind of traumatizing. You're only 12 years old and can't trust this man that wants to pour his love out on you because exactly. of your father not being there. Exactly. Exactly. And the cycle continued mm -hmm. because without me knowing it, I was still looking for that love though because mm -hmm. I couldn't receive it from my stepfather because I didn't trust it. But what happens to us is that don't stop us from subconsciously yearning for it. We just nope. get out there and we receive things oh, that right. are not going to fulfill it. Nope. <laughs> so mm -hmm. And so now we start chasing this and this cycle begins and then it's 10 years later, 15 years later, 20 years later, and we don't understand why we're such a mess. We don't understand why we can't keep a healthy relationship. We don't understand why we hate ourselves. And we haven't taken the time to go back and find out what happened to that little girl? Mm -hmm. What happened to the heart of that little boy? Who poured into you? Who loved you genuinely? Who loved you in a healthy manner? See, yeah. we got a lot of people who be in love, but you're not being loved. Right. If we can yeah. read between those lines. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Right. And it's, it's, a, it's a lot of people that's yearning for something that they don't really know what a healthy relationship is. Based Absolutely. Of what they what they see, like mm -hmm. you know, you're blessed to have someone that actually came in to your mm -hmm. mother's life to want to be a stepfather. But just imagine, you know, some of the families that had broken families that that seen absolutely multiple men come in. Those absolutely. women, those women grow up thinking it's okay. Mm -hmm. and, and then and you don't even life. you don't know what real trust looks like mm -hmm. because when there are multiple partners coming into the lives, especially the lives of, of young ladies, what happens is what we learn at that time, whether we want to realize it or not, what we learn is every person who comes in is worthy of, of my love, is worthy of my time, is worthy of my giving. 
So any man who comes in my life, I'm supposed to just give, 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 give. Why? Because that's the scenario that's been set up. Because when this man leaves, then I'm introduced to a new man who comes and now he lives with us and he does this right. and does it. And now no, it's over. No. Now he's gone. Mm -hmm. And now you bring a new person and now I give. And so it's a cycle that we learn being young, especially yeah. when we're in single, single mom homes and we have moms who, who open us up to their relationships. I tell you this. My mom didn't open me to any relationship she had. For all I know, she could have been swinging from chandeliers from midnight <laughs> to two in the morning. Shelly doesn't know about it. And mm -hmm. that's the way it should have, it should have been. Mm -hmm. There's security that we should leave for our children. You know, yeah. I knew I knew of one, maybe two, I think it was two guys that I knew that she had a relationship with. And one was my was my brother's father. Mm -hmm. You know. And so when I was a single mom. I from her example, no, you don't get to come. Right. Yeah, you don't get to come into my house and meet my kids and and, mm -hmm. and develop relationships with mm -hmm. them. No, that part of them is sacred because their love is sacred. Their heart is sacred. My yeah. daughter didn't even know that me and my husband were dating until we were engaged. Mm -hmm. Until wow. and she had met him before, but until that time, she thought that he was a friend. And when we were together, we didn't hold hands, we didn't kiss, we didn't, we didn't do any of that stuff around her, because you don't need to have the mentality of oh, this is somebody who's in my life. And what if it didn't work out? Right. The only mm -hmm. person I ever wanted her to know was a person who was going to stay in her life. Yeah, I love that's, it. That's it. That's <laughs> yeah, that's how it's supposed to be. Yeah, because then kids you know? build these emotions. They don't know. Kids build yeah. these bonds with other men. Kids be the, build these bonds with other women, and they're mm -hmm. they don't understand the process of what as an adult what they're going through. All they absolutely is, well yeah. that didn't work out. That mm -hmm. you know you know. So it's it's a deeper yep. perspective. It's a deeper. It's deeper than just dating. And it's yeah. and it be and this is the where the cycle begins. Though yeah. this is the cycle of brokenness. Mm. You know, where, where we end up pouring this into our children and then they end up pouring it into their children and yeah. we just become a bunch of broken people cutting um, brand new people. Yeah. You know, that's and, and that's what we don't understand. We're creating a cycle of brokenness when we decide to, number one, not um, not be in our children's lives. We're creating emotional brokenness. You decided to lay down with Boo. That was your choice. Mm -hmm. So now as two, as two adults, we need to come together, whether we decide to be together or not. And we need to sit down and say, what's the focal point? And that is our child. How can we both give to this human being so that they feel love from both ends? And yeah. how do we co-parent to raise this beautiful child that we've created? That's yeah. the start right there. Mm -hmm. But yeah. we're always too into our feelings. We're mm -hmm. always too, too into, mm -hmm. you know, how I feel about the situation. And I'm not telling you nothing that somebody told me. I've been there. I yeah. have a baby daddy. I got one. <laughs> I got one. And I had to walk through this myself because I was like, I don't even like you. I don't even like you. But yeah. I had to say, but you know what I had to say? I was like, but you liked him, huh? Didn't you? Mm -hmm. Didn't you, Shelly? You liked him. Mm -hmm. Uh-huh. So get yourself together. Yep. Get yourself together so that you guys can be the best for this child. Unfortunately, he chose not to be there, but I had to come and say, no, you need to get yourself together. What happened between y'all was y'all. Now, y'all make this thing work as parents. Yeah, it's true. You know? And I think 
Well, I believe, you know, that's what's important when it comes down to the children at the end mm -hmm. of the day. It is. We got to take ourselves out of the situation and think of Absolutely. what's going to be the best for everyone as a whole, you know? Yep. Mm -hmm. So true. So let's speak on your business. Is that how everything started with that? Or did you... Uh, whenever, whenever I, uh, whenever I talk about um, talk about my business, it brings me so much delight because I look at my business as something that's not not for for me, but it's the passion that's in me. So it's for it's for women. Yeah. And um, I developed the organization, the Powerful Woman from another organization that I had, which was called Rooted for Life. And it was for high school students. And I was trying to prepare mm. them for college because my daughter was on her way, my oldest was on her way to college at that time. And there weren't any programs that I could find where um, they were teaching things that I wanted her to learn. I wanted her to learn about credit cards, banking, how to spend money, you know. Mm -hmm. um, I wanted her to learn about relationships, friendships, what to look out for, things like that. So I created that, me and my husband created that um, that nonprofit, but I, I wasn't fulfilled. Mm -hmm. I was doing all of these great mm -hmm. things. People were giving me accolades. They're like, oh, this is a wonderful program, blah, blah, blah. And I was going home depressed. Mm. And 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 you know and mad that I had to get up on Saturday and do it again, wow. you know. Mm -hmm. And so I loved I loved the kids. I I, I loved the idea of, of loving them, but something wasn't working. And I remember going, God, you know what is it? You know I'm doing a good thing. And I mm -hmm. remember God said to me, "You're doing the right thing for the wrong people." Oh, mm. okay. and I was. And, and I was like, one, one more time, Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he was like, he was I, I, I was looking like this. <laughs> and and I remember going, I'm doing the right thing for the wrong people. And I just remember sitting there like, and God's like, who do you love? And I'm like, I love women. You know, I'm like, I love women. Women are my passion. I want women to know who they are. I want women to feel good about themselves. Yeah. I want women to feel confident. I want them to pursue who you've created them to be. And it was just like, huh? It's like the heavens open, you know, the hearts were playing. And I, was like, I was like, so Lord, you couldn't tell me this before I put my money into this nonprofit? <laughs> yes. And literally, it was just that quick. I, I, I was like, I want to... Uh, I want something where women can come together and hang out and just, you know, eat, eat chocolate if you're PMS and throw your shoes nice. off. Mm -hmm. And I wanted to do a conference. And literally in a matter of months, I put a conference together. And I was nice. like, I just I just want women to feel powerful. Mm -hmm. And I had a girlfriend who had um, a nonprofit and it was called Lead, Lead Hership. And so I said, I want women to feel, to feel powerful. And I remembered her stuff. And I was like, oh, I think that is so cute. Instead of me having the powerful woman, because I want women to feel powerful, I'm going to say the powerful woman. Like yeah. my friend had lead her ship. So I let her know. I was like, I stole your her. And there it is. <laughs> <laughs> and she like, I guess. <laughs> and, you know, and it was born. It was born out of that, out of my love for women and out of the fact that I was be I was coming into myself, too, as a woman. Um, maybe a little while after that, I was looking in the mirror one day and I was just like, 
boom crying. And actually it was before that because it was when I was home with my uh, with my youngest daughter. But I was just boo crying because I didn't know who I was. Mm-hmm. I had no idea. I had a career in entertainment. I was married. I was people's relationship goals. You know, all this stuff. Right. You know, you're this phenomenal speaker. You're blah, 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 blah. So all of these, if I'm all these things, why well, I don't know who I am. And I sat in the mirror bawling. And what I realized is that I still had residue from feeling abused. And so when I looked in the mirror, I didn't see anything great. When I looked in the mirror, I saw this this black, ugly woman, you know, who who wished that she was light skinned so she could be pretty. Your old dark, dark skin. Exactly. I saw these big old ugly lips. I saw, you know, this wide no I saw everything that was that was just completely ugly about me. And I began to do a breakdown of that. Well, who are you? Who is this woman? Let me tell y'all, honey, after God finished coming in here and talking about, honey, I had me some some creamy chocolate and, and this and, and, and the beauty of, of you know, of, of my face and my eyes. I stood in that mirror and I didn't move until I found something that I that I liked or loved about myself. And I don't know if I was crying because it took so long to find it or if I was crying because I thought I never would. But I stood in that mirror for what seemed like decades until I fell in love with my smile. And that's how I began to build who I was all over again. You can't tell me nothing. It's not my fault if you have cataracts and don't think all this is beautiful. That's not my fault. These things happen, <laughs> but I had I had to build. I had to build me, and I had to start with one thing that I really believed in. I couldn't do general, you know, um, affirmations. Oh, you're powerful. You're great. How? But I don't believe any of that. That. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that. that don't work for me. If that works for you, great. No, I had to personalize mine, and I had to find something that was real and was true. And I found out, girl, I love them teeth of yours. I love them. And they real cute when you smile. And so every day, you know, outside, I was like, hi, what's your name? Okay, <laughs> I'm Shelly. <laughs> because the one thing that I love was the one thing that I was going to relish in. Mm. And that began that whole process. And so I said all that to say, I wanted women to feel that. I wanted women to get up and go, you know, I know what y'all said. But it's, it's something about, you know, the, the way I, I twirl my hair that just make me feel real cute and sexy. So I'm going to be twirling it all day today. Right. And I'm going to start with that and I'm going to build who I am. And there's nothing that anybody will be able to do about it because I am powerful. And it's and that's why I get excited about it. I get excited every time a woman says, I loved your conference. I get excited every time I speak and a woman is is in tears because she was able to to finally tap into that little kid. You know, my, my arms are open wide to every woman who the light bulb goes off and they realize what God has created them to be. And whenever a woman comes to me and, and realizes you're not your titles. You're not your titles. Come on. Yeah. You you are a God-born individual with desire and purpose and destiny. You, you're this, oh my gosh, when we find out who we are, it is crazy. You know, I could talk all day long about that. No, Let me go ahead. <laughs> I'm like a cheerleader not trying to cheer right now because your analogy, it makes perfect sense. We need it to does. focus on 
the Ooh. things that the, if it's one thing that you love about yourself, focus on that. Let focus that build. That. Let that let that seed be planted. Stop focusing on the negative stuff. Mm -hmm. that you don't don't focus on that focus on the things mm -hmm. that you love about yourself yes and your analogy oh. is just all okay. yeah. in the cheerleader mode you but know. i couldn't say nothing because you were talking because i don't want to be rude but um i'm with you girl i'm with you <laughs> look, i'm like look let let them ask that the next question because i get excited <laughs> Women, I'm excited about about women, and we're such amazing creatures, amazing individuals. And I feel like, have you stood in the mirror just to see how amazing you are? Do you not understand that your body gives life to another person? That alone ought to make you just throw something. Right. Yeah. That alone. Do, do you understand the beauty that you possess? Do you understand the strength and quality that's within you? Mm, do you understand yes. the wisdom that you have? To, to have career, family, self. I mean, do you, do yeah. you really get how yeah. bad you are? Yeah. Mm. I love it. I love it. And love I think it. a lot of people just need to change their environment. Because yes. oh, this, is yes. of, this is the type of energy that you need every day. Yep. This is the type, every of, day. This is the type of people that you need to build with. Yes. Yes. Yeah. People who see you. Because you know yeah. what? The truth of the matter is, ladies, I'm not going to see me every day. I don't care how great I think I am. I don't care how much I pump myself. I don't care how much I pat myself on the back. Every day I'm not going to see me. Right. And so I you need know. the Jenny Lees of the of the world. You know, I need I need the women's. Mm -hmm. I need the uncommon women's, you know, of the world. Right. I need Shanera. Did I say that right? Because I'm like, I refuse to chop up I refuse to chop that name up. <laughs> We we need we need that because when I can't see me, I need you to see me. I need you to remind me. Go go in the mirror and smile because you told me you love them teeth. Get on and you go smile for four minutes and come back and let's talk. Right, right. We need, but but in order for us to have that, we need real relationship. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. We need women who we can really lay our head down with. I I don't want women who I can't take my eyelashes off with. I need to take my weave out. You see what I'm saying? Those are the kind of women I need. Yes. You know, I need to be able to take. So so those the women I need in my circle where they like. Oh oh, is this a non eyelash time? Okay, let's sit down. Let's see what we need to do. I need to be able to jump on Zoom and my hair is sticking up like this. And they say, "What's come on with it. What what do we need? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And for you to see me the same way that I need to be that sharpening for my fellow woman and I need to see them. Contrary to what we believe, our circles are not this big. We have people that we know. But true, real, intimate circles mean you being able to see into me. And that is not a circle of 60. Yeah. Sorry. Mm -hmm. Those no. are people you know. Those are people who you could kick it with. Those are people you could no. go have a drink with. Those are people we could go shopping with. I want to know how many people are you intimate with? How many women are you intimate with where you could cry on their shoulder, where you could, could tell them anything, where you know your business ain't leaving? Mm -hmm. you know? mm -hmm. How many? Mm -hmm. yes. And if we honest... It, it we we be like well there's no no there's not Sue no okay no. Well, Jessica nope nope had had to leave Jessica last week mm -hmm. that's the sisterhood that I'm talking mm -hmm. about 
when we can see into each other, be intimate with one another, wipe each other's tears, love each other through our mistakes and cheer for one another yeah. to keep us moving. I want women who going to sharpen me, not who going to rah-rah me. There's a time and place for rah-rah, but I need yeah. you to pull my coattail and say, you're not living up to the potential that God has called you to. Let's rewind a little bit and see what the problem is. That's what I'm talking about. And that's real sisterhood. That's purpose. And that's how we change the trajectory of what's going on around us, which will change those things outside of us. Wow. Drop the mic. Drop the mic. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't know what I'm saying. <laughs> that was good. That was so yeah. That was that was. I love that. And you can't be raw with everybody. I, and I abs that there you go. There you go. Who who you gonna be raw with? And we all should have some. And I like that. Who you gonna be raw with? Mhm. Mm mhm. No, that's true. Mhm. Mm so can you um share some tips and how we can dig deeper within loving ourselves? <laughs> you know. I, I I absolutely love to dig a little deeper. <laughs> and here's the here's the thing about loving you. First, you have to ask your question, ask ask yourself a question. Do I love me? Mm. That's the beginning of loving me. So many of us walk around with a facade, and nobody have to raise their hand but me. Been there, done that, got the book. But we walk around being somebody else's relationship goals. We walk around being what other people want us to be. And there's nothing wrong with expectations, but the question becomes, who do you expect you to be? Mm -hmm. I can never love me wholly and completely trying to fulfill everyone else's expectations of me. What does Shelly expect from Shelly? Who is Shelly? What do I enjoy doing? I had to ask myself one day, do you really like Cheerios or do you just eat it because the kids leave it and you don't want it to go to waste? What do you really like? That is the first tip in loving you. Asking yourself, do I love me? Mm -hmm. And probably 50% of us, if we're honest, we're going to go, I'm not sure. Not I don't love me, but I don't know because I really don't have an idea of what loving me looks like. So we have to go back to what, what gives me peace? Mm. What makes me smile? What did I enjoy doing as a child? When no one was around, what, what filled me? Yeah. What gives me joy? See, we got to get personal. We're, we're looking for self-care, but what we're not understanding is self-care is not, it's not an outward act. Self-care is an inward recognition come on it's an inward awareness because when i become aware of who i am then i begin to understand how i need to love me so when people ask me for tips on them loving themselves we all have something different i could give you a bunch of outward things hey you know go um get with friends have a drink <laughs> da, 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 spend time spend time. but that may not be what feeds your soul mm -hmm. you understand what i'm saying so my first tip is, do you love you? Come on. Do you know how to love you? And then from there, I go, what makes you smile? Because it's the answers to those things that are the tips to your self-care. 
The only thing I can give you is something general. But if you really want to know how to love yourself, you have to know yourself. And that's my biggest tip. Mm, I love that. Know you. Right, right. And I think, you know, when people are in the process of trying to love themselves, they always hit the surface, which is the words of affirmation. Don't get me wrong. Words of affirmation is key point. Yeah, don't throw nothing at us, okay? But I believe in words of affirmation. Dig deeper. Like you said, you got to dig deeper. What is the why on what? Do you love yourself? Exactly. You start talking about words of affirmation. Exactly. Because like I said, when I was trying to find out who I was, for me to stand in the mirror and be like, oh, you a bad woman. Oh, you so great. Oh, you so pretty. I'm lying to myself. Mm-hmm. And this is why we can say words of affirmation and they don't heal us. This is why people can spend, you know, um, six months speaking into themselves and it just. Woo. Right. Because you never spoke into yourself. You spoke words that other people gave you. Speaking into yourself is knowing what feeds you. And in order for you to know that, you got to ask yourself a couple of questions. And it goes back to some of those things. When are you at most peace? When do you smile most? You know, when is your heart happy? What, What excites you? And so that's when we begin to break down different ways to love us. When we get to know us keep a journal keep a journal and start you know and and if you find that when you go to the beach it calms your spirit jump that down so now when when life is rattling you and when things are not going well you know oh in order for me to love me today and to to rejuvenate myself i'm going to take a trip to the beach but now if you say to me, um, you know, one of the great ways in loving yourself is to take a trip to the beach. Honey, I'm going to go to the beach and cross my ankles and be like, I don't get it mm-hmm. because that's not what serves me. That's I good. have to know Shelly to know what serves Shelly. And what self-love for me is for people to stop talking to me for 30 minutes. Don't talk to me. Go. When my family leaves me in the house by myself, that's me loving me. Because it gives me a chance to be alone. It gives me a chance to be with my thoughts. I watch a little mindless TV and I feel great about me. I've been able to to hone my time and use it in a way that replenishes me. Mm. And so what replenishes you? You'll never know that until you start taking time to get to know who you are. That's great. So how do, how do women... Broken women. Let's talk about broken women. You know, how do broken women that's been raised by broken women get to that part of digging deeper and finding that inner part if they don't, if they haven't witnessed, you know, that part of life? Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. You call Shelly and let her walk you through. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Y'all like that plug? (laughs) (laughs) No, here's the thing. A lot of us, unfortunately, We are broken women raising another generation of broken women, which gives us a a whole nother circle of brokenness. But here's the thing. I didn't know I was broken. Mm. So if I don't know that I'm broken, then I have no choice but to raise someone else with my broken pieces. So again, it goes back to me looking at the relationships and for me, It really started at a young age of me figuring out after that abusive relationship, what happened? What happened here? How how did this happen? 
it goes into a whole journey. We know, even if we don't want to admit it, we know when things are not working for us. Right. We know yep. it. Mm-hmm. We sure do. We're angry. We're frustrated. We're stressed. Come we're on. fake. And, and I know that's a cuss word, but we fake. Mm-hmm. We're, <laughs> we're pretenders. We're people pleasers. So we know when stuff isn't working, we're just not, we, we just haven't reached that part of us where we're, we're ready to be courageous enough to admit it because we're in a society that says, if you admit your frailties, then there's something wrong versus them congratulating us saying, it's wonderful that you see the frailties or the weaker parts within you and you're ready to strengthen it. That's amazing. Yeah. Now let's strengthen those pieces together. We're in a society that says, make sure you're perfect. Hide all of those pieces. Don't, you know, make sure you only put up that number, number 60 Instagram photo because everything looks great. And I ain't get ready to lie to you. I'm going to put up number 62. (laughs) Yeah. Me too. (laughs) Okay. So ain't nobody over here lying about it. Like I don't ever put, put that one up. But we also need to be able to see, you know, picture number one where it don't look so great Mm -hmm. so that we know that we have somebody else who's in the trenches with us and it's okay. So before we can ever really um, mend the broken pieces, we have to be honest that we have some. And we know that we have some because every day we're going through life frustrated, angry, confused, on a merry-go-round, you know, not understanding. Those those are signs. Yeah. That's your heart tapping at you saying, I need care. I need you. Please listen to me. Please. And it's our job to take that time and to allow ourselves to completely break down if we need to. So that God can restore it and build it back up so we can become the woman that he has already created us to be. Come on. You've already been created with destiny, purpose, power, love, wisdom. You've been created with all of that. Are you ready to experience it? Are you ready to walk in your purpose? Are you ready to walk in your power? And when you're ready, then you'll go deep. And allow yourself to unfortunately hurt in order to heal. There's no healing without the hurting. And we've been conditioned once again that it doesn't take pain to mend stuff. That's not true. When I have a broken bone, in order for it to be reset, it hurts. Mm. But in order for it to heal, it must be reset. And in order for it to be reset, I must endure the pain. That's so good. It's simple, but it's Art. not simple. It's exactly. <laughs> and so it comes, and it comes down to, and I, I asked women because it comes down to this one, these two, two questions that are simple but not simple. Describe yourself. You know, tell me about yourself. And the first thing that we do many, many times is we run off our titles. I'm a oh, I'm a mom. I'm a this. Some of that. Absolutely nothing wrong with that. And after. Women let me know who they are. I asked them, hey, those were great. That's wonderful. Now tell me about you. Right. <laughs> and and most of them are stumped. Like, what do you mean? 
Okay, so if there's no kids, then what? If there's no relationship, then right. what? If there's no career, then what? You know, if you're not a caretaker for your sister, then what? Who's this woman? And then the second one, once they begin to see, oh, wow, I've gotten lost in these titles. The question is, are you willing to hurt to heal? And if your answer is no, then I'm not the coach for you. I'm, I'm, I'm not her because I'm all about us being real about our healing. I'm all about us taking, taking off the makeup, taking off the lashes and really finding who is that woman who's standing naked before me. And in order to do that, we got to hit some, some painful places and right. it's okay. If you're not ready, I'm just not the coach for you. She's getting down to that rawness, ladies. So if you're not ready to look into yep. who you are outside of being a mom when your kids go off to college. Exactly. You, know, mm -hmm. you ain't true. ready for Shelly, okay? Yep, you're not ready for Shelly. <laughs> and, and here's the thing, guys. And you're not ready for you. And so how long yeah. you going to wait? How long are you going to wait? How long are you gonna wait? How how many more years are you not are are you not going to live up to your potential? Come on. How many yep. more years are you gonna live in fear? How many times mm -hmm. are you gonna say I'm gonna start tomorrow just to be crying all over again? How many times are you gonna tell yourself I can make that relationship work when you when you've known for four years that you can't? How long do you not want to be the called woman that's already in you? That's the better question. It's not so much you're not ready for me. You're not ready for you. You're not ready to walk in your power, your anointing, or your success. And you are cheating yourself. You're cheating yourself by not uncovering who you really are. I had to do it. I had to hit those dark points. I had to look at myself. I had to cry a lot, a lot of nights. Uh, you know, I thought I was crying real silently in the tub until my kids was like, "No, nah, you're you're a bit loud." I was like, oh. <laughs> "That's like, no. Would you like some tissue?" <laughs> so, but we have we have to do we that. We got to get there, right? We we have to. If you ever plan to live the life that you've already been created for and predestined for, because at the end of the day, when we don't uncover the woman or, or man, when we don't uncover who we are, we are forfeiting everything that's connected to the person we were created to be. I don't want to forfeit mine. I don't want to forfeit the people who God has called in my life to help. When you forfeit your purpose, you leave a slew of people out there who don't get a chance to experience or heal through you. There are people that are called to you and because you don't want to step in alignment with your purpose because you're afraid to find out who you are. Now they're still walking in confusion until somebody finally comes around to, to them. Don't be selfish. Get in, get in your anointing and your purpose so you can be used for someone else to get into theirs. And that's how we keep this thing going. And how we begin to, to love one another, give to one another, pour into one another, heal one another. We have it to give to one another. But we have to be willing to do the work for ourselves.
Um, can you currently speak on what you're doing in the community right now and the awareness and any upcoming any upcoming events? The one thing that that I love is my uh, my yearly conference. I wasn't able to do it last year, but that is my greatest community. You know, give back that I love being able to bring women from all walks of life together so that we can have this this conference and come together and sharpen each other and learn from one another and you know get our souls get our souls healed and um so hopefully next year I'm hoping that everything will be all good again and I'll be able to do to do that. Right now I spend time pouring into women on my Facebook group. I have a private Facebook group and I spend time pouring into them there. Um and also my email list, you know, trying to remain connected. So I, I remain connected to the community through my social media. But for women who really want to to tap into learning who they are and connecting with me, I connect with them on my Facebook group. Okay. Okay. And do you, um, how often do you guys stream on the Roku uh, streaming app? You, we are done with our first season. So okay. all 16, all so 16 of our go? episodes. I want to hear about that. How did, how, yes. how, how did that go? When's the new, new season started? Yes. Let's, I'm let's so excited about that. That literally just fell in our lap. You know, it literally was like, God, we love gifts. <laughs> we were like, okay. <laughs> and we, we ended up with an opportunity because my daughter and I, we are a writing and producing team. That's the, another side of Shelly. And so we ended up with an opportunity to actually host a talk show together. Um, we started our season in March and we just finished it in June. And okay. so our new season starts again in March. But okay. we we connect with people that are in the entertainment industry that are behind the scenes so a lot of our interviews are with directors producers writers um, my daughter is an advocate in the deaf community so we had um a deaf actress come on and and tell us the you know the acting ins and outs from her perspective as a deaf blind actress and we just had an opportunity to meet some amazing people it is still streaming y'all go on our okay. room we can go and, on there and watch it. <laughs> yes it is on the bizb channel and it is the shelly and brie show and you guys go on on there and and check us out check us yeah, out we had we had a lot of fun doing it but it was a lot of work y'all the background stuff that you know the people don't know about my son's in the yes the acting industry and it's a lot to put everything process is always well worth it <laughs> you, the, yeah, yeah, the, end, the ending is great i'm upset about everything that led to it <laughs> I don't want to do that. <laughs> but every we um we we shot it once a week, and every day that we would get on there to shoot it, we would be so so excited, and it would be so much fun. And every week it would be the same thing. We get on, I guess, about maybe a half hour or forty minutes before, and me and my daughter are sitting there like another week. <laughs> We're so tired. We're tired. And, and then the guests come on and, and you know, and our producer is like, all right, countdown. And we like, yeah. Yes. <laughs> and then we get off and we're like, <laughs> but the the process is work. The outcome is beautiful. That's we awesome. love what we do. And that's the beauty in walking in purpose. You just never know all of the avenues 
that yeah. God is going to open because of your yes to you. And so I always want to say yes to me, God, because me saying yes to, to me is me lining up with you because I want to know what your purpose is for me. And so when I say yes to me, I'm saying yes to you. And then you say yes back to me. And, and we got this great yes thing going on. <laughs> and I see that you have a lot of avenues. So let's talk about another avenue that you have, which is uh, you being a book author. Uh, can you tell us a little bit about that as well? See, she's just, she's a superwoman like her mom. You know? But she just got it together. Just, you know, you know, I just love you. I'm just, trying, I'm just trying to let the Lord use me. Yes. <laughs> I wrote the book 70 days of happy life is better when you smile and that derived from a challenge that I did on Facebook and the challenge was for 90 days you know just don't be negative say things that are, that are positive and and it wasn't a thing of you know don't don't recognize the negative it was a thing of recognize it but make a choice not to dwell in it mm. and so i was pretty much i'm pretty much a laid back you know happy individual but i'm like oh i'm gonna do this and i'm gonna see where it gets me and what i found is like wow you know there are some things that really piss me off that i don't really look at like mm -hmm. i can i can handle the world blowing up, I'll be the one person like, let's get organized, just, but let me not find my remote and have to get up and change the channel. Oh, <laughs> it's just, it's screaming. <laughs> and so I had, I looked at that and I was like, girl, you crazy. Why? <laughs> what is wrong with you? You know, I, I still probably scream, but not as much. Mm -hmm. But after the challenge, I was like, wow, I really have learned some things about myself. I would love to put these simple, you know, simple principles into a book. And so wow. I started out doing doing that, doing 90. You know, it started out as a 90 day. Mm -hmm. And then I was like, oh no, this is repetitive. And it just continued to get stripped down until it ended up in 70 days. And wow. for me, it was very therapeutic because it made me, um, it, it made me face my fears. Mm. It, it put me in another position because I was, I had to step outside of my comfort zone. Um, I was very intimidated. And so all of these things I, I faced with this book. And then I made the mistake of telling my family that I was going to write it because they was in my face like, so where that book at? So why you don't have that book? Yes. They just got on my nerves, basically. And I sat on the book, and that's in one of the chapters, too, how I sat on my book for about a year. And I watched about three or four of my friends who started their books after me get published. And, and I had missed some opportunities to make some money with the book. And so um, I was like, how long? Like I said before, how, how long? How long you gonna you gonna sit and, and let this pass you by? How long you gonna let fear rob you? That it's your choice, but I'm just curious as to how long you gonna do it. And my family was like, not long, get the book out. I said, okay. Mm. But it, it was it was that sharpening mm. that I that I needed. And so when I wrote the book, then I ended up with courage to write the journal. So then I put a journal to the book. And mm. then I got you and did a collaboration for another book. Oh. Actually, I did two collaborations. So I'm like, mm. come on. It's, it's that one, that yeah, one step. That, mm -hmm. yeah. Yes. And so um, I came to the conclusion because my fear was nobody want to hear what you have to say. You know, who are you to, to, to think that you could write a book and this is it. And one day I sat in the mirror and I said, 
whether they like your book or not, will that stop you from being a published author? If they say, oh, your book is the worst thing I ever read, does that negate the fact that you published the book? Come on, and when I, when I looked at it like that, that's when I began to go, oh, okay. <laughs> let me, let me get to it. Yeah. Because no matter what you say, I'm a published author. And that is, that is something that I couldn't say yesterday. And so um, that was my push. And the book, all of the books have been well received, well received. And so I'm excited about that because it wasn't just me becoming an author. It was me stepping out of a comfort zone and finding, finding and getting to know a new part of myself. And mm -hmm. that's the joy of that journey. Wow. And now yeah. that you mentioned, you know, being an author and sharing your story and how you first started with a nonprofit and how you brought yourself back into helping women, it all ties into you writing your book. Yep. It, it sure it, does. It all ties it. in. <laughs> yeah. And it all ties in because what I didn't realize when I wrote my book is I wrote my book way, um, not way before, but before I began doing other things. And what I didn't mm, realize okay. was, right, what I didn't realize was, oh, wow, this book really is about us owning who we are and our mm. happiness in order for us to do what it is that we've been called to do. I said, look at God, because I didn't know. <laughs> Divine, didn't know. Connection. That's that's Divine connection. connection. That's right. connection. Right. I had no idea because I didn't, you know, I, I didn't have, have an audience or, you know, a brand or, or this or yep. that. I, I simply was writing. That's it. And God has literally used that book for people to to find out who they are so mm -hmm. that they can get the strength, the confidence and authentic happiness to so pursue fun. who they've yeah. been created to be. And I was like, if you I could run up there and too. high five you, <laughs> <laughs> I had no idea. <laughs> That's awesome. Where can we find, where can we find all your goodies? Where can we find your books? Yes. You can find my, my book on my website. It is ShellyMache.com. On there, you can also download a copy of my ebook, Five Daily Happiness Habits. Because again, we got to get into the habit of yep. our own authentic happiness. And you can download that, um, that ebook for free and get on my email list where I give out tips and, um, and confidence boosters. Yep. You'll be able to see what's coming up next with me. Um, and not only that, uh, if you respond to any of the emails that go out, I literally respond back to you. So I've had mm, women okay. respond to some of those emails, tell me their heart. And I responded to every one of these women and every single time it comes back and they go, oh my gosh, I didn't expect for you to, to respond. Or I never thought that you, that you would say something back. I am who I say I am. I'm here to help you define and find the woman that God has called you to be. So what that looked like, I never respond to you. Now, I don't, you know, 
the, the emails come in a bit, so it, it, it may take a few days, but <laughs> give her a week. <laughs> but I'm coming, I'm coming. <laughs> and, and that's the joy that I have. So yes, you can always connect with me on my website. Um, again, I have a Facebook group, a private group called Influential Christian Women, and you can join that at any time. It's about women loving each other, supporting each other, and I give I give purpose value, purpose tips, confidence tips, things to really help help women step into who they are. And we can always connect on Instagram. And my Instagram is my name as well, Shelly Mache. I like to keep it simple because I forget easily. So, <laughs> yes. Well, thank you so much, Shelly, for your oh. input, your story, and just, I love your energy and how, and what thank you're doing you. for women, period. And we have a question we ask all our guest speakers. What makes you uncommon? What makes me uncommon? Because there's no one else on this planet who's Shelly Mache. Mm. And that's what makes me uncommon. When I was created, the design, the mold, all that was tossed away. And so there's no one on this planet who, who has my identity. And yes. that's what makes me uncommon. Yes. Yes, I love that. <laughs> Thank you so much for coming on. Thank and you. You guys are amazing <laughs> and beautiful. Thank you Love so it. much. Thank you. <laughs> Bye, um, guys. <laughs> um, thank you to our listeners for listening in. Um, make sure you check out our self-love merchandise. And also, if you're looking to be a potential speaker or you want to be a speaker yourself, um, check us out at www.uncommonwomen.net. Also, if you have any topics, um, questions, comments, you can also reach us at um, uncommonwomenpodcast at gmail.com. And as well as uh, make sure you like and subscribe YouTube. You know, if you missed today's episode, you can definitely um, check it out on there. And also come check out next week, next Thursday, um, our guest speaker at seven o'clock. Don't miss that episode either. And stay uncommon. Bye. Bye.